Welcome to Ripple Effect Connection. I'm your host, Christy Hugic. Our mission is to empower you with valuable insights and actionable strategies that can truly enrich your life. I'm excited to bring you another episode of Coach's Corner. This is the series that opens the door to a treasure trove of wisdom and practical guidance from some of the most influential coaches in their fields. Today, I have another one of my emeritus, Whole30 coaching friends joining me. Terry Riley was an advanced level Whole30 certified coach for seven years and was also named the 2021 Whole30 Peer Coach of the Year. Along with one of our prior guests and contributors, Debbie Marlowe, she's also been a part of the exponential growth of the Facebook group called Whole30 Fabulous After 50, a group that now has nearly 12,000 members. Whole30 Groups and Moderating Fabulous After 50 is Terry's give back and what she does for fun. She has a lifelong passion for good nutrition and delicious food. Being diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis more than 20 years ago intensified her search for the best way to eat and made her an avid student of nutrition and healthful living. She lives in Kansas City with her husband, dog, and a huge garden. She is also a trained clinical herbalist, which informs her holistic worldview. And like me, she believes food is medicine. We get into all of this and more in our Coach's Corner with Terry Riley. I am honored to bring to the Coach's Corner one of my favorite people, Terry Riley. Terry, welcome to the Coach's Corner and to the podcast. It's time for a, a good chat with a good friend. <laughs> and I and I think that's the best part about this podcast for me is that I get to see so many people uh-huh. and I get to catch up with them that maybe I wouldn't right. see, but I also get to bring your knowledge to anyone who listens to this. So yeah. uh-huh. I start out of the gate with a really hard question, I think, <laughs> for everybody. Okay. Um, okay. I, I ask everybody who comes on, because you know, being in the Whole30 world, you know we're big on the why. So talk yeah. about your why? Mine is just to feel the best I can for the longest I can. Um, I've always been a, even from being a small child, I was always interested in the natural, the natural, you know, and I think having an autoimmune disease, um, Hashimoto's, I just kept thinking in my head, well, it got broke, it can get fixed, (laughs) you know, and that's not always true. Some things that are broke don't get fixed. But it just kept me looking and just kept thinking, well, maybe somebody came up with something new, you know, and uh, that, but that's my why just to keep seeking health, keep seeking the best I can be at whatever point of life I'm in, you know, with vitality and emotional health and physical health. So that's my why. What did you find that mm-hmm. helped you be successful doing this? Cause I think, you know, we, we all, we all don't end up in this space without going through something. I say that in every podcast yeah, that I have with all true. of us, right? So what are some of the things that have helped you maintain success in combating something like an autoimmune disease? You know, I am I am a strong, strong questioner. And for me, it's always information, like, you know, another study, another book, another podcast. That's what motivates me. That's what helps me stick to things. It's like, I always want, give me facts and I'm going to be able to stick to whatever it is. It's not as much emotional or something. It's all very uh, like, well, 
I know this isn't, this is going to do this in my body. I don't want that in my body, so I won't do it, you know, but it, it, good facts are, <laughs> it's kind of what I, what I like and what motivates me. Well, how do you disseminate those facts? Like, how do you get them? Because it's hard, right? It's, we, we can find research to pretty much argue lots of sides recently, of the coin. Every side. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was talking with my husband about this the other day, just like how, you know, there is so much information that for me, I rely on a few trusted sources because I don't have the type of brain that could be a doctor or a researcher. I, I can't. I can't hold facts, but I get the concept. But so I have to rely on the teachers that I really trust. And, you know, there's a few. And if they say something, I generally, I'll generally go with it, you know. And sometimes, you know, my trusted teachers will contradict each other. And then I go deeper, you know, but that's, Mm -hmm. and that's why, like, I see a functional medicine practitioner, like I get the basic concepts of how things work, but I can't read my lab panel and know that this number means this. And so right. I just, I rely on experts. Yeah. And and I think what, what people don't understand is that it is a puzzle when you're, when you're being treated from a functional medicine standpoint. And, yeah. you know, the, obviously this is one of my goals of the podcast too, is to introduce people to understand yeah. that functional medicine isn't just for people that get sick. Right. Functional medicine is great for everyday maintenance to be the healthiest that you can be. You don't have to have an autoimmune disease to do this. Like right. Dr. Cole always says at the clinic, like we don't get the easy cases. We don't. But I wish we would get no. the easy cases in that like, functional medicine, you can come to us, you can do labs and you can get some really good information yeah. and we can develop a plan yeah. for what makes you at your optimal level. So what are some of the things that you've learned through having functional medicine care that's that's helped you? Well, he really dialed in my thyroid, like, you know, adding in T3 instead of just T4 and, just, and that. And then um, we're we're working on a lead protocol right now. And it's like a two year process. Um, But I just recently got lab work that shows my kidneys are struggling. And so he changed the whole plan. He's like, well, we're we're off that protocol for a while and we're going to do this and this, and then we're going to test. And, and it's like not alarmist. It's um, very, um, we asked your kidneys to do a big lift and they need a little rest. And it was like, okay, (laughs) that, that sounds right. Instead of, Oh my God, much something wrong with my kidneys. You know? um, right. So I like that. Um, it's it's just very. It's like we have a plan. We have a plan. You know, and and it and things change. And, and I really like what you said about people using functional medicine that aren't sick, because you can be almost sick and have no idea. And it's like nip it in the bud. Like you know, my husband had. Creeping high blood sugar, didn't know it at all. And in his in his labs with his regular MDs, they were not concerned and didn't even bring it up. But when our functional doctor saw it, he was like, "Yeah, we need to work on this. You know, it's creeping up. We got to do some things here." So it can catch things before you're the worst case scenario. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like we always say, you know, you're, you're there's a bunch of whispers there that you may not be hearing, but you don't want to wait till there's a scream. Yeah, you know, absolutely, you, exactly. You do yeah. like, and and also, I think we've normalized not feeling well. Some of the patients, yeah. you see this in Whole Thirty, right? Some of the patients that I see that will, I'll, I'll be a month in or something, and they'll mm -hmm. tell me about this symptom where, let's just say, I, I had one the other day who who said she was she has diarrhea every day and I was like well this never came up this never came up in our all our conversations and she said well that's just the way it's always been for me well but that's not normal so I think that's the other thing sometimes people don't know how bad they feel until they feel good you know we say that with whole 30 right we have people we have people come there and they don't know it. And I think like what your functional medicine doctor sounds wonderful because yeah. that's absolutely what you do. You yeah. are asking the body to perform a huge lift when you're asking it to detox. Yeah. But you need to go through the process. But the good thing about functional is it's all based, it's based on numbers and you can see and feel the yes. results. And even when yeah. something goes awry, do you feel like this? If when something goes awry, and I think you just touched on this, when something goes awry, there's not a panic. There's more of a, we have the tools to just yeah. fix this and shift and yeah. change directions where yeah. you don't always have that with a regular regular doctor. I mean, the, yeah. the difference in the labs that we do at a functional medicine yeah. level yeah. versus what gets done on a regular, you could look fine. Look, I had MS yeah. and all my labs look fine. My labs that my doctors were running looked fine. From a functional standpoint, they don't look fine. You know, they don't. And so that's that's kind of not to alarm. You know, we're not trying to be alarmist, but. But if it's acceptable, consider it. And that's the thing. You can look in your area for people listening. You can look in your area for a functional medicine doctor, IFM.org. I think word of mouth is great, too, when mm -hmm. you already know someone who's had success. Because, look, it's just like anything a functional doctor can be stronger in some areas than others. And so you kind of, you want to find the one that's got some experience in what you're dealing with. Like I know some functional medicine doctors that just wouldn't exactly know what to do if a patient had mold toxicity. They don't right. know the protocols inside and out per se. So yeah. I'm glad you have the care that you have and, and you've done what you, yeah, you do. Yeah, I am too. He's, 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 he's a great guy. Yeah. The other thing that, you know, the other, I know you and I could, we can, we can, we'll, we'll go back to talking more about natural mm -hmm. methods and holistic health and things like that. But you and I first met each other through Whole30, mm -hmm. which uh, Terry is a Whole30 certified coach. You know, I said in her intro, she was our peer coach of the year because I mean, everyone loves Terry. Everyone loves Terry. And, um, you know, we're really, really sad that the coaching program is, is officially done, but I think we're all, we're all connected forever. So Terry, what yeah. brought you to whole 30 and led you to be a coach? You know, it was funny. I coached a group with my first whole 30. Um, I had been kind of in the paleo world, you know, eating for, for a number of years, but my sister and brother both would ask me questions all the time. Well, what about this? Well, what about this? Should I eat this? Should I not eat that? And I just started thinking, maybe somebody already like wrote it all down, like <laughs> a good eating plan. And I just started literally Googling paleo eating plans. I'd never heard of the Whole30. And then I, you know, this was in 2016 and I found it. I'm like, well, sure enough, somebody did write it all down in, in an acute, hip, easy to for, digest way. And so 
I got my brother and my sister and um, uh, just a group of, I don't know, 15 or 20 friends and family. And we all did a Whole30 together. <laughs> so, um, so for me, Whole30 and coaching have always been together. I never, um, it's never not been part of it. And I think I love the group aspect of it. I'm, uh, you know, a lot of coaches do one-on-one and that's just, that's just not my thing. One is I work full time. And so I can't, I can't, you know, give an individual client what they need, but the group can, you know, so. Um, And then that was in 2016. I became a certified coach in, uh, I forget, 17 or 18, whenever, whenever that got going. And now we'll be not certified coaches very shortly, which is yeah, well, former, yeah, former. Um, I like emeritus. I'm going with emeritus. emeritus. <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, well, we don't have the title, but you can't take away Terry's expertise. That's for sure. And you can't take away. And the thing about Terry that's been super unique is Terry, you've never charged for your no. whole thirty coaching services. So, yeah. I mean, I love what you've done with your groups. Can you can you talk about some of your experience with some of those groups and even like the last group that you just had? What you did with them? I think it's so cool. Yeah, we're in the last few days. And of our of our group, and this was through my local gym, which was really fun. Um, so we're in there seeing each other live, you know, in exercise class every day, and that that's it's just really fun to see because generally my group, well, always they're fully virtual, and we just use a, a chat app. It's Group Me. Uh, there's no ads. There's no distractions. So it's just us. Um, in my groups, it's an ongoing conversation from prep days through reintroduction. We're just chatting. And every few days, I post a long lesson on one of the topics, whether it's uh, alcohol or why meat is a good choice for your life or um, just, you know, anything. And I have, you know, they're longish and I have a lot of links to other resources if somebody really is a questioner and wants to dig in. Um, uh, and then everybody just talks, you know, they share their, they post their meals, they share a recipe, they say, I hate this, and I'm going to quit. And we all are like, come on, you know, it's, so it's just fun. And um, I have an alumni group for folks when they finish. Um, and that's been going on for years and years. And we've all become really good friends. Um you know, we've had we've had a potluck in the past, and I'm hoping to do another one here when we're finally less COVIDy in this world. But um, but people, they really they they become friends. They hang out, and 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 that's I think it's community, and I love that. That's it. It means yeah. a great huge deal to me, and I'm really attached to my folks. <laughs> And I think that's to what people who haven't necessarily been in this space. And if you're listening to this and you're wondering what Whole30 is, we're not going to break down the nuts and bolts of what it is, but you can go back a couple episodes and listen to the episode that I did with uh, my good friend, our good friend, Debbie Mm Marlowe. And we talked about what Whole30 is and how important the reintroduction is. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I think that 
people underestimate a how strong the community is of yeah. the people who've done it. And I know, yeah. you know, I feel that way about my clients. I have watched them go on to do such wonderful things for their health. And like, you know, I don't ever think whole 30 is an ending point for people, but it's a great starting point. It's a great great starting point and you know you had to go deeper i had to go deeper yeah right yeah so, absolutely but it is a great starting point and you will learn something i guarantee this i even think and see if, see if you think agree with this i even think i've had clients who maybe didn't make it through the 30 days let's just say they got to day 20 the train got off the tracks mm -hmm. and they start to feel this guilt and shame over that and and you know we don't ever want that because mm -hmm. i will guarantee you that anyone who does this will learn something that they didn't know before. A hundred percent. Even if it is they went off the rails the first meal of the whole 30, they learned, boy, I have some things going on there around food and, and, and feelings of restriction. And, you know, and maybe I want to look at that. You, you, you know, there's always something, no matter how long you're on the program. Look, I, I learn something every time I do a protocol. I feel like I learn something about myself. Yeah. And so this is a constant learning thing. And I think sometimes people want a start and an end, and there really isn't an end. If you want to do what you said is your why, remain as healthy as you can be and be as vibrant as you can be, yeah. it's constant. Yeah. It's a constant evolution, and you've got to be willing to accept that it's going to keep going and that you just keep that why in your focus. That's what we always say, right? That's how we're always kind of fighting diet culture as like people doing their whole 30 and then just going on back to whatever life and eating plan they had. And then then they feel terrible in a few months and they do another whole 30. It's like, please don't do that. <laughs> like, right. Actually learn what you learned and, and take it forward and don't go back to what led you to feel terrible. Now, I, I do want to get into the fabulous over 50 Whole30 Facebook group. Okay. So for those listening, this is a Facebook group that was created. I know Terry was, a, you were a part of this. Debbie Marlowe yeah. was a part of this. Yeah. I was, um, you were? this is how I got to know Terry well. I got to be, I was a moderator for a while. Yeah. This community, I don't think anyone who's listening to this is going to understand the magnitude of this, but this Facebook group, of mostly women. I think it's mostly women, but we, we yeah. don't say it has to be women, right. but it ends up being mostly women yeah. over 50 mm -hmm. who are doing the whole 30, working on this, and they stay in the group after for support. And there's almost 12,000 <laughs> people yeah. in this group. Okay. Yes. So we, we, you had to bring in more moderators yeah. because it got to be a monster. It got to be a monster. So talk about how this group came about and kind of what you see in there on a day-to-day basis. Sure. It actually came uh, a request from Whole30 headquarters. They got so many requests from uh, women, especially in their, in their 50s and much later, who just wanted some support for people in their age group, because it is, it is very different. Like change takes longer. Um, and they're like, well, I was in a group of a lot of people in, that were young and they're all having all these things happen and I'm not, you know, and they just want to um, learn in a gentle environment that is very geared toward their age group and the special demands on us. Um, so it just grew by leaps and bounds from the get go. Um, yeah. It, 
you know, we've just, you know, we, we still get, I don't know, 30 to 80 people a week in our heyday. It was more like 150 a week, you know, but it, we just keep growing and people come in and they find a community. I mean, they can ask a question and it's safe. They can talk offline with other members. They can, um, and our education resources have really grown. We have a whole library of articles on all kinds of health topics. We're really, um, we're kind of fabulous after 50 and beyond. We are not only focused on Whole30. That's kind of been our foundation and what we will, you know, absolutely help people through. But there's how about your sleep? Right. You know, how about how about how about vitamin D? Are you you know what's your level like? You know just and that's the fun of having eight or nine different moderators. As we all have, um, we have coaches, we have yoga teachers, we have all kinds of folks who have uh, very different you know special interests, and we can all bring that to the group. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this, that group is not going to go away. I will put a link to the group in the show notes for people Great. too. So we'll, we'll do that. And then, um, okay, I want you to rank these two topics that we hear about in the group. I want you to rank which one would be number one and which one would be number two, because it's a tough call. Here are the two topics, weight loss and Lara bars. Lara bars are funnier. Weight loss is more common. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a good um, answer. Yeah. I mean, even folks that come in, because we try to make it so upfront in our rules that you have to sign, you know, to, that you understand to join, you know, Whole30 is not a weight loss plan. We do not talk about weight loss. I mean, over and over. And so the first post will be, I know this isn't a weight loss group, but how much weight have you all lost? <laughs> they preface it now. They're trying to sneak them in. Yeah. Well, guess what? We're still not going to talk about weight loss, <laughs> even with your intro. <laughs> it's just, especially our age group. I mean, we just, we grew up with low fat, whole grain, and, and really the beginning of just destructive media images for our self-esteem and what we're supposed to look like and what we're, you know, and um, just all of that exploded from our childhoods onward. So we're just always trying to fight that thinking because if diets worked, every, you wouldn't need Whole30, you wouldn't need, you wouldn't need a group, you would have just had your diet and there you'd be, you'd be fine, but they don't work. Some what is it, 90 to 95%, I think it's 95% of people who lose weight gain it back. I mean, it's just a futile exercise, and every single time you do it, you become less healthy because you're losing muscle mass, and when you gain it back, you're you're gaining fat cells back. And it's just, just please don't. Just let's learn what your body likes to eat, and let's learn how to build a plate, and then let's just do that. And... Perhaps your body weight will change if it needs to. I am a person who has never lost an ounce on a Whole30. Some of that is because pre-Whole30, I ate this way. Whole30 was barely different. And after Whole30, it's barely different. <laughs> so there's this, it's, you know, it's not a radical shift. But, um, but we, just want, we just want people to be free of that diet culture and to just be able to learn how to listen to their body and enjoy some movement and eat real food and just 
have a life where they don't, they're just not caught by shame. And I think that's the biggest thing. One of the biggest things, and I know um, I was going to get into takeaways, but I think one of the biggest things that I took away from Whole30 was that the uber awareness that it helps create in your body, especially if you go forward with a reintroduction, you just start to learn that the answers you need are not on the internet, not in a book. The answers you need come from you and your body will tell you if it likes or doesn't like something. You just have to be aware of the signals is is what you, you need. So that's, I think, my biggest way for or my biggest takeaway from Whole30 and, and what it can mm-hmm. bring. And it, it kind of permeates and it, it it leaks into other parts of your life. And that's what I think is really cool about it too. What are what about you? What are your, yeah. some of your bigger takeaways? I think my biggest one, Christy, is the meal template. And that's kind of Whole30 lingo. Or, but it's building, your, it's building each plate with two-thirds to three-quarters vegetables, a nice serving of real protein, and a serving of healthful fat. And that's what I tell my folks all the time. If you take away anything from this experience, make your meals follow the meal template, most meals, most of the time for the rest of your life. And, you know, if you're going to add something that isn't, that is, that's more grain-based, a pasta or some rice or, or some lentils or something like that, it's in addition to that template. It's not, okay, I'm going to have pasta and meat. <laughs> it's All like, right. no, you know, it's like build your template. And and I think I just, to me, it's profound. And it's the thing that really can really change how you think about what, what goes on a meal plate and what is the composition of this plate. We see a lot of plates. We see a lot of plates, you know, and I know, <laughs> we do see a lot of plates. <laughs> I know. And every time we do a group, you know, and I'm with a coaching a group with Debbie, you know, in the beginning, the plate's not perfect and that's okay. You know, that's part of the learning curve. But I would say the thing that I see the most is that the, there's no greens, you know, on that plate and breakfast, right? Breakfast can be hard because people have this mental block of, look, we grew up with Pop-Tarts, muffins, and pancakes that were the thought to be a good breakfast when... And waffle and cereal and oatmeal. I mean, it's just like, it's a a plate of sugar. It's a (laughs) plate of a glucose (laughs) spike, you know, too. And now we know all these things. We know so much more. And so I think the challenge is that we try to give bite-sized chunks of things. And I I think it can be overwhelming, Terry, for people. And I I get it. You know, there's a lot of information out there. So what's your best advice to someone who's saying, all right, I woke up this morning and I just know I need to change and I want to change. What's your best advice for that person? Why not try a whole 30? Why not just, just do it? You know, you can do it. You can do it today. You can start today. You know, it depends so much on what kind of person they are. Like, if they need to be accountable to somebody else or if they just need a little information or if they need to figure out why they haven't, why they've been pushing so hard against taking care of themselves or something. But, or I might say, try this for breakfast today. Have some, have some scrambled eggs with some grains, peppers, and onions, and just see what you feel like. You know, sometimes if you can get a a tiny win in right off at the beginning it's like, yeah, I had that breakfast and I wasn't craving as much my frappuccino, you know, at 10, you know, just, you know, something. Give them a, give them a little win to start out. 
I, I direct people to the fabs all the time. Like if they're, you know, they're like, well, what? I don't really know about this, that. And I'm like, why don't you join this group and just watch for a while and see what you think, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm glad the group is there, you know, to help people navigate because I do. I do think it's overwhelming. You know, it, it is. It's a lot. Look, I mean, I'm in the field and you're in the field and just I there's a lot of information out there and I'm trying to take it all in. And it's hard because I'm taking it in to help myself, but also to help others. And so it is challenging. So what I would tell people is find someone like us that can help you a little bit navigate and just under point you to what's important. But I don't think there's a person on the planet who wouldn't benefit from a Whole30 and wouldn't learn something about themselves, especially if you do it properly and you do the reintroduction. Uh, reintroduction police is out again, but you know, you got yes. to do the reintroduction because that is where you learn even more. So, you know, we do reintroduction. Like if some people need to go a little stricter, some people need to be AIP, some people, you know, what I would just say is a good rule of thumb is that if you eliminate ultra processed food, that's five or more mm -hmm. ingredients. If you just did that, let's say you eliminated it's ultra processed huge. food, sugar and alcohol for a month and see how you feel. Let's see. It would be transformative. I mean, if for, especially for somebody who's just following your standard American diet, it would be utterly transformative to change those things. Yeah. I wanna go back to the holistic health stuff. Every time I see a picture of you, it, you just, it, it just looks like health to me. You've got, <laughs> you've got a garden, you know, you, you, you've got this big smile. When I needed to learn how to make bone broth, I went to Terry. Terry, help me out here. So talk about some of these things that you do in your own life that kind of yeah. help this. Like you said, we have a huge garden. We have, I don't know, 23, 25 raised beds. We just really love it. And the front yard is, we're turning it kind of into a native woodland prairie. And so we're trying to get some medicinal herbs out there. And so that's, um, that is my happy place to be out there um, working in the gardens, weeding, eternally weeding. But, um, and I think other things, um, I did go through herbalism school, and I am a, um, actually a clinical herbalist. I do not practice as an herbalist at all, because it's funny. Like, when I went to herb school, I just, and I believe in herbs, and, and the pow plant power is very powerful, but it's, I also saw that when, if somebody is eating a completely garbage diet, drinking a cup of tea isn't going to change anything. And that's where I got much more into food. And it's like, you get your diet dialed in. Well, let's talk about some of these herbal supports. But really, you're like, you're, you're sledgehammering everything with your diet. It's just not going to help <laughs> too much. Right. Um, but one practice I do do is a daily uh, herbal infusion, um, where it's like, an ounce of herbs uh, in a quart jar covered with boiling water, and I pour it off in the morning, and then we just drink it through the day. And I use uh, nettles, which is super high in calcium and magnesium, and it's just a great way to get good minerals support, um, or linden flowers, or comfrey, or red clover. We just we switch them around, um, and that's just you know, just another support, you know, it's like a bone broth or something just to get more nutrition in, more minerals in. Just 
healthy living wise, um, I do go to the gym five days a week and I'm getting, I'm getting where I almost like it, which is huge (laughs) for me. I'm talking to a major coach and athlete right here. And I have just never liked exercise. I I just don't like it. I, I, I want to, I want to sit down and pull weeds and I want to read my books is what I want to do. Um, but again, it's like, you know, knowing it's just a fact. My body's not going to work if I don't exercise it. And I don't, I don't have to like it. <laughs> like, I'm a grown-ass woman. Hopefully you can find something that you like. And that is the key too. You yeah. try some different things and like, yeah. I mean, I could see you resonating with the practices like yoga. I mean, yoga is a good oh, workout, yeah. you know, like, but you can yeah. also do yeah. a lot of deep breathing and, and very, you know, it's intense without being intense is what I tell people, yeah. you know, and it's a different yeah. way to move your body. And I do like mixing it up. You know, I don't like doing yeah. the same workouts all the time. I like to change it up and your body likes that too. But I always, I tell yeah. people it's real simple. It's move it or lose it. I'm moving it. it I'm it's, choosing to it's move it. Really, it's really, really true. And I had, um, I had my hip replaced a year and a half ago and it, it, it was just in such bad shape from really bad arthritis in that joint that I was down to so little movement prior to that. I could hobble around the block once a day. But other than that, I mostly sat in a hard chair because that was more comfortable than a soft chair or bed, like for 10 hours a day. And so, you know, now I can do anything and it's it's pretty glorious just to be pain free and be able to do things and just knowing like I know I need to, to if I'm going to work out with any degree of rigor I need to be in a class I need to be I need a coach I need I need a group I need and and it works out I go every day at 9 30 and I take the class <laughs> so Sometimes it's just doing the thing you need to do you, you know whether you like it or don't like it and the more you do what you don't like, you're going to like it more. <laughs> right. And the thing so. is, you're finding out what works for you. And that's back to where we started this conversation, yeah. right? Your body's going to tell you, you know, not every yes. type of workout is good for everyone. Everyone can't go right. and do CrossFit. Like I looked right. at it, I was like, back in the day, I probably would have loved to have done CrossFit, but like I have a bad knee yeah. that doesn't seem smart to me, you know? So you have right. to find what works for you and listen to your body. And I think where people fail on an exercise front, is that they their expectations are unrealistic when they start. It's always like, well, I'm going to work out one hour a day and they're, they're, they become a member at a gym and the gym is 25 minutes and it's a chore to get in the car. And so you really have to find out what you're all about. This is what we've gone back to. And, you know, we were referring to what you all might have heard Terry and I kind of refer to was, the Gretchen Rubin tendencies, the quiz will tell you the type of person personality that you are. And Terry is a questioner without question. No pun intended, pun intended. Terry is a questioner. I am an upholder without question, but I, I do definitely have, you know, an obliger wing to me where I do want to help please others. So we'll link the quiz for folks yep. to kind of see who you are. You have to know yeah, yourself because uh-huh. if you're trying to do what your friend down the street does, it <laughs> it may not work for you. And so as a trainer, when I would come up with a training program, exactly. what I would tell people is what what are your time, what's the time that you have to devote to this? And if that meant 
if that meant 30 minutes, three days a week, okay, then we're going to do a workout plan. That's 30 days, three times a week. And, you know, as a trainer, we would train Mm -hmm. people differently depending on the number of days they had, because you want to train the entire body. But if you only have three days to work with, you got to do things Mm -hmm. a little bit differently than if you have five. And so there is a science to it. So I always recommend to people to, if you're a little lost from a workout standpoint, you know, see a trainer because they can point you in the right direction and they certainly should be helping you to see what your deficiencies and imbalances are so you don't hurt yourself doing an exercise because that's really important as we get older and very important to address. You're going to be on here next time talking about these workouts that you do. I know I can feel it. I can feel it. Um, Something else I think we can bring up because this is going to hit right before near Thanksgiving. Okay. So I was wondering if you mm-hmm. would want to, before we go, share some tips for folks for navigating the holidays, because that's a big animal. One thing, and I know this is a big thing for our coach friend, Debbie Marlowe as well, is eat a whole 30 breakfast every day of the holidays, no matter what. Um, it really sets you in a good position for the day your body is adequately fueled you've got some good nutrients inside and you're you're going to be less likely to go off the rails if you at least started that way and you know the next day you're going to start that way um i think that's really powerful and then i am very big on nutrient dense alternatives to um traditional you know cookies pies cakes breads all of that i um I, I think, you know, having things made with nut flowers to make and, and minimally sweetened maybe with honey can really um, be very pleasing and satisfying, but doesn't necessarily set you off like, okay, now I want, I'm, yeah, Whole30 breakfast? I don't think so. I think right. it's pie. You know, <laughs> it's like... It's just more, it's more calming on your system because you're bringing in nutrients with that little hint of sweet and it just keeps you a little more stable. And it's still very, especially if you've come off a whole 30 and your palate is kind of cleansed from sugar, some of the, you know, more less sweetened, healthier versions can be extremely yeah, satisfying. Sure. Um, and then just to, you know, stick to what routines, you know, you have, like, I mean, I am, I am a routine, a holic, I function so much better when I have my routines, like I do this, you know, get up in the morning, I walk my dog, I take a sauna, I eat my breakfast, I, you know, work for a while, and I go to my class at 930, you know, and that's every day, you know, weekdays. And um, I think if you can hang to your routine, uh, as much as possible, And then um, if you go to a party and you do all the things and you drink and you eat things that make you feel terrible, well, get up tomorrow morning and eat your whole 30 breakfast. It's it's not the end of the world. It's just a party, whatever. (laughs) Just don't get, don't, don't either get so hung up and guilty that you become paralyzed or don't let it be the on-ramp. Right. That's the thing. That's the thing. People will think like, oh, I did this already. So how the heck with it? No, but it's, it's doesn't have to be like that. And again, you have to think of these things like learning experience. I don't know about you, but this is how I used to think. And 
I used to be like when it was a holiday, I wouldn't eat anything all day because I was like, oh, I'm going to save my appetite for. Okay. And then you overeat. Right. At the, right. That is the worst thing you can do. It's a terrible feeling. Yeah. Even like Thanksgiving, get up and eat your whole yep. 30 breakfast. <laughs> oh, and you're going to, you're still going to enjoy that meal just as much, but you're probably not going to feel frantic to fill it as full. You know, you'll have nutrition in your body. Yeah. Yeah, and no thank you is a sentence that people can use. It's a full right. sentence if right. you want. And and so I would say too, like, I mean, you can, I know, are probably in the same boat as me. I mean, for seven years, I've pretty much been a part of Thanksgiving meals that have had healthier alternatives. And I don't oh, ever absolutely. feel like I'm missing out. And yeah. I've cooked for others who have no idea that they're exactly. eating healthier. And that is Because I've got... <laughs> That's fun. I've got smashed sweet potatoes. I mean, I remember just Jesse B had this mashed potato, regular mashed potato recipe that I love to make. And then um, now even at the clinic, we get, uh, and our patients are on a stricter protocol than what Whole30 is. And we've got stuff. We've got these pumpkin blondies that my good friend Kelly Hatke, one of our coaches, put a recipe up last year and an apple crumble. And they use, um, one uses tiger nut flour, which I love for the apple crumble. And then the pumpkin blondies, there's literally like three ingredients. It's pumpkin, it's coconut oil, and it's maple syrup. And they don't move my glucose an ounce. I can make a sugar cookie with almond flour, sugar cookie. It's not a sugar cookie. I'm making that. And, and I'm not, I mean, I make it for my husband. We put a dash of like almond uh, extract in it. Mm -hmm. It tastes like you're eating a cookie, but it doesn't have, doesn't spike my glucose. So there are healthier alternatives. And I think that's what folks like you and everyone else can help help people with. Well, I want those recipes in my inbox. Those blondies and the almond cookies. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. They're so good and so simple. That's <laughs> the other thing. It's really, really simple. So there are ways to do it. There really are. And if people like if you do come join Fabulous After 50, we have a, a, a section and I have a, a little mini cookbook I put in there of nutrient dense foods for the holidays, you know, so come on over and grab that anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, I remember that. That thing's got some really good <laughs> recipes in it. And so uh, I will definitely link that for people who are getting near the holidays. And I know it's a struggle sometimes. And then, you know, you've protecting your own mental space during the holidays is another conversation yeah. that we'll get into at another yeah. point in time because that's another podcast. Bring on a professional for that. <laughs> that's another <laughs> that's podcast, fun. right? We're dealing with fun family dynamics and then turning to the food and like all of us or the awareness of like having a conversation and suddenly you're mm-hmm. eating more than you know and <laughs> you just yeah. were like, holy cow, yeah. you know, I'm just sitting and then you've drank more and you've eaten more than you know. Mocktails are a nice little um, yeah. step. I made that whole 30, yeah. the book that Melissa had the uh, had some Thanksgiving recipes she had a cookbook like the friends and family yeah, the friends and family mm-hmm. one like that sangria that's in there what I did mm-hmm. I made that sangria for Thanksgiving and it was not oh. alcoholic of course but then mm-hmm. if if there were people that wanted wine they could put it in their own personal one and people didn't put the wine in because it was so wow, good. good so there wow. are ways out there folks to navigate the holidays yeah. terry what else is there yeah. anything that else that you want to leave us with a, another thought because i mean i don't want you to think this is your only appearance either and you have to get it all out now 
you and I could yeah, talk for could two talk. hours. Yeah. So. Um, just that, just makes me just be easy on yourself. The world is a really, really stressful place right now on basically every front, and just kind of, you know, don't become one more battering ram against yourself. You know, I mean, there are ways to eat healthier, and come join us, and we'll help you do that. You know, but just, you know. Just be gentle with yourself. You're doing the best you can, and we can give you a little information, and you can do a little better. Sounds good. Sounds good. Now, let people know, too. I'm going to link the group, but how else can folks connect with you if they'd like to? You know, I have very little personal social media presence at all. I mean, the best way to find me is really in the Facebook group. I have an Instagram. I don't know my handle. Um, I'll link it. I don't post. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can message me there for sure. Um, but uh, you could uh, email me at kchole30 at gmail. Um, and otherwise, you know, find me on the fabs. Message me there. Um, is probably the best way. <laughs> I don't have a website. don't have a presence. <laughs> Or become my friend on Facebook and you can see my gardens. That's right. It's worth it just to see the gardens. Literally, it is, people. Like, just see the gardens. Like, I just feel a sense of peace when I see the pictures. So, Terry, thank you for coming on today. And I know you're going to come on again, but, you know, we've only scratched the surface today. But thank you for coming on. This was so fun. Thank you. That's a wrap for this episode of Ripple Effect Connection. We hope you enjoyed this Coach's Corner with Terry Riley. What did you hear today that you can apply to your own health and well-being? I'd love to hear your takeaways. I'm always up for talking about my work in this area or anything else. I'd love to hear from you. So connect with me on social media and let me know what resonated with you. Reach out on Instagram at wholehealthchristy. You can get the full show notes for this and all episodes on my website, christyhugic.com slash podcast. Next, spread the inspiration. Like, follow, review, and share this podcast with others who may benefit from these stories. Stay tuned for the next episode of Ripple Effect Connection. Let's create waves of change together.